This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. This is day 37 of our summer road trip, Thursday, August 15th. And today we woke up in the St. Joe National Forest. Um, It was very peaceful night. There was nobody around. I mean, we didn't even see anybody since the trailhead. So we backpacked into this site if you didn't listen to day 36's um, episode. We camped. Um, How far did we go in? It was about four and a half miles. Yeah. So, hiked in four and a half miles, didn't see a single person. Nope. Just a couple that was horseback riding, but they were at the trailhead, and it looked like they were packing up their horse trailer and going to be heading out for the day. They might have um, rode in the morning or so yesterday. But, yeah, we haven't heard a single person, seen a single person so yeah. it's been it's been pretty cool, and we're camped right here on this little pond, and you can see to the top of Snow Peak here, and there's like a little observation tower on top, and it's a very like rocky mountain here. So they uh, some of the things at the trailhead were saying that there's a ton of mountain goats in the area, and that um, there you may encounter some on the trail or on the mountainside as you're going up to the peak. And we've been looking for them. And this morning we woke up and we looked for them too and haven't seen one yet. No, we haven't seen any and we're kind of bummed about that. We would love to see some more out here in the wilderness. Um, We did go hike up to the peak itself. Yeah, after we packed up all of our gear and got done with breakfast, we ended up um, leaving our um, packs down and then just hiked up without anything. And that was about a mile and a half all the way up. Yeah, and it was pretty steep. I mean, in well, in the later parts it was, I guess, steep. It was very manageable, and I mean, I'm glad we didn't wear our packs to go up there. We were just going to come back down anyways, but um, it was one of those things where, yeah, I mean, if you if you are in decent shape, it's it's not hard at all. But um, just know that it's I mean, it's up a mountain peak, so it's beautiful views, though, at the top. Yeah, yeah. Super beautiful views. You can see forever. Um, We did see one mountain goat up there, but it was sadly not an alive one. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but um, it was, so there's this lookout um, tower at the top, and there was this mountain goat that was dead underneath the stairs that went up to the platform of the lookout tower, so it looks like it had been there for a while, um, but I don't, yeah, again, I don't know exactly what happened, but we haven't seen any others in the area, so... At least there's evidence that there are some there, because we were like, maybe they just are all gone. Um, we did see some mountain goat poop. So Yeah. <laughs> or at least what we thought was. So, yeah. 
Um, maybe they're just, they heard Daisy bark last night or something, because Daisy was barking at some squirrels. So, yeah, I think maybe that could have scared them away, or they're just kind of hanging out somewhere else on a different mountain nearby, but I guess we'll never know. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good little hike up, and then, um, we sat up there and ate a snack and just took in the views like you could see for miles around like all the different mountain ridges all the different mountain tops and stuff um it's like one of the highest peaks in the area so i think that's one of the reasons they put out the lookout tower up there is just kind of a a fire lookout and also um we learned a cool little fact about what uh they've done with some of the mountain goats i guess it was a very um populous area for mountain goats and so back in the 70s they actually started trapping mountain goats at this peak yeah they from would, like, the drop lookout a tower net. yeah it said they dropped a net down from the lookout tower and yeah, would trap them and then relocate them yeah. to other states. And this was because other states had depleting populations of mountain goats due to um, being overhunted, and um, they brought them to states like Washington, Oregon, Colorado. Um, to reestablish populations and i guess this has been very very successful and they um are still continuing to do some of this and actually it's been so successful in a couple of the locations that those locations are now being used to um also trap mountain goats <coughs> to relocate to repopulate other areas that the mountain goats have formerly occupied so that was a cool little stat, and um, they no longer um, trap them from the the actual lookout here. It's a little more sophisticated, and there's more technology. It sounds like there's um, helicopters involved. They still do some netting, but um, they, yeah, they they are doing some more advanced techniques than just dropping the net from the top of the lookout tower onto them below. Yeah, and you could tell that that lookout tower hadn't been used in quite some time because there was some breaks in the stairs, the wood was really rotted, we didn't even climb up the lookout tower itself because it just didn't look stable enough to go up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so after we kind of um, took in the views and searched around for mountain goats, um, we ended up hiking back down grabbing all of our gear and hiking out um we yeah we were, were actually gonna go for two nights at that site but um yeah talking it over while we were out there we were just like there's so much more that we want to go see let's just stay here one night and continue on yes there had been reading a bunch of things in the this idaho visitor magazine about different things around um like the sawtooth mountains there was some like hot springs around there there's also this like um 
what it is. The what Dark it, Sky Reserve. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, one of like 13 in the world where it's like one of the darkest places where you can go see the night sky and the pictures in this magazine just look phenomenal and make me want to go there. Yeah, the communities around um, shut all their lights off at night so that you don't get any light pollution. And this is near the the Sawtooth Mountains. Um, there's a couple um, towns down there and counties that participate in it. And yeah, it's pretty unique that it's one of only 13 in the world. Um, so we had thought about going down there. Well, that was a big reason why we packed out today. And we headed back out of the forest, back towards St. Mary's, and stopped in St. Mary's for gas, and then we debated going, and then we looked at the map and said, oh, it's going to be like a six-hour drive. Yeah, and being in the car for that long like did not sound appealing anymore at that point. Yeah, we thought, because it was pretty much like straight south, um, we were going to check out Boise, too. But then after we saw how long the drive actually was, we decided, uh, maybe not. Maybe that uh, that's for another trip. So we actually sat debating for quite a while. Um, and we cooked dinner. Um, well, that's the other thing, too. From getting to our backpacking site at the trailhead to St. Mary's. We're, I mean, we were going down a forest road most of the time, so it took us like three hours just to get out um, after our hike. So um, it was it was like afternoon um, by the time we got to St. Mary's. So and thinking like, of like yeah, the we... drive down to the Sawtooth Mountains after that, it was it was going to be like past midnight by the time we got there. Yeah, it would have been so late and we just felt like we had already been in the car so long. And when we got to St. Mary's, we hadn't really eaten much at all except a couple snacks during the day. So we were, I mean, I was very hungry and that was causing me to be very crabby and hangry. Yeah, so we... <laughs> Pulled off at this little park um, in St. Mary's and cooked dinner and looked at the map, looked it over, and we're kind of trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we're trying to kind of plan out the next few days because we are headed to Yellowstone to meet up with Sarah's parents this weekend. So we wanted to just make sure that we kind of had time to do what we wanted to do and not feel rushed and feel like we have to sit in the car and spend a ton of time driving just so we can meet up with them um, when we were supposed to. So after eating and kind of looking over the map and debating, we decided, you know what, we'll save the Sawtooth Mountains and Boise for another trip, and we'll just head over to Montana right now. And so we decided, okay, well, let's head out. We ended up going up towards Interstate 90 again and got on the freeway and just headed east. We put Missoula into the GPS, and that was about a three- or four-hour drive. And we actually didn't make it to Missoula tonight, um, but we're, we're real close, so we'll go through there tomorrow morning. 
and we ended up finding this national forest, the Lolo National Forest, in um, western Montana here. So we got off the interstate, went down the dirt road, and we were actually trying to get kind of a campsite, but we, we didn't really find any pull-offs except for kind of at the beginning of this forest road. And we said, okay, well, we're just going to be getting back on the interstate so it doesn't make sense for us to go deep into this forest to find a campsite because again it's one of these dirt roads that it takes quite a while to go down because you can only go 20 miles an hour on it so we ended up um, after a while just not finding anything and turning back and um, we're actually at this pull-off where it's like on the very edge of the national forest here um, right before you get back onto the interstate. So there is a logging company like right down at the bottom of the hill here so we can hear some trucks and stuff. Um, but I think uh, since we're recording this in the car um, tonight, uh, that background noise is probably not there for you guys. So well, hopefully it's not. Um, but we got the stars out, and it's another chilly night. Yeah, fairly chilly tonight. Um, looking at the stars is great. We're, yeah, we're pretty just tired from the long driving days. I mean, I didn't want to go that far down a dirt road again, so I'm glad we're kind of just on the edge of the forest and um, kind of looking forward for what's in store in the next couple days here. Yeah, so kind of like, I guess what the plan was after we ate our dinner was just to go over to just north of Yellowstone where we're going to be meeting up with Sarah's parents. They have a little B&B &B that they're staying at um, near the north entrance of Yellowstone. So we're going to plan to stop um, in the National Forest right there, set up camp, and then just kind of like do a little day hike um, and then meet up with Sarah's parents, and then go to Yellowstone, probably like a Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, I think is the plan. Um, it all kind of depends on, yeah, when we meet up with them, and what their schedule's like. Um, we're pretty open. They're, they're here till Tuesday, so we'll find that out, and we will, um, keep you guys posted and look forward to our Yellowstone adventure. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. It'll be awesome. Uh, that's about all, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.